And now, it's time for part four of In the Moment. Time for relationship talk. Katie, I saw a tweet from this former baseball player that he summed up the reason that he feels like men today feel the way that they feel about marriage. Why is that a novel? Because the man is going through something. What is that? It's that's, a it's it's a like uh, six paragraphs. It's Mo. a thirteen year journey of his life, and I'm going to try to um, what, summarize was, it as best as I could. Master's dissertation. It's what, a lot. What, what it's a lot, but I am curious to ask you how you feel about it as a woman because I got another woman's opinion on it, and I want yours. Lots. All right, no. He got a divorce from his wife. Thirteen year major league baseball career. Okay. Someone said you sound better. She must have really hurt you. He responded, "Yes, it wasn't what I wanted, and my heart did shatter." Am I bitter for divorcing? Not anymore. Am I bitter for having to pay tens of thousands of dollars in alimony payments year after year to a woman I no longer share a home with? You bet your ass I am. And you'd be lying to yourself if you think you wouldn't be. Did I make mistakes and fall into temptation that being in public spotlight offers? Absolutely. You'd have to be Jesus himself to not stumble during a 13-year Major League Baseball career. And to all of you judging me while thinking you could have resisted the hype and lies... You're lying. I guarantee you couldn't. You just weren't given the opportunity. Every day was temptation behind your comprehension. I'm not making excuses for my failures. I wasn't a perfect husband. She wasn't a perfect wife. Nobody is. But I truly loved my wife and loved being married to her. Call me an old-fashioned, but I truly believe the vows when I promise before God till death do us part. Despite what you may think, I do believe in love. I don't hate women, and I don't hate my ex-wife. But I am very much at war with the family court system that incentives women to divorce and with even more money for full custody of children it's not surprising that women initiate divorce 83 percent of the time why honor till death do you part when it's easier to give up while taking advantage of the benefits that corrupt institutional office until you have gone through divorce the divorce machine and witnessed the corruption firsthand you'll never truly understand the betrayal pain and hopelessness you feel deep in your soul it's no wonder so many men today are hesitating to ever want to marry in their lifetime something many hearts wouldn't be able to survive in a second time though and until the destructive and intentional divorce laws are changed, you're going to continue to see more and more men giving up on the institution of marriage. They're starting to realize there is nothing to gain and everything to lose. Stop putting all the blame on men for not being man enough to keep their families together. They are fighting an impossible enemy. We desperately want to provide, protect, love, and share our hearts with our families. It's a privilege to do so. So let's put the blame where it's due. The corrupt family court system, which is designed to destroy men while taking out the nuclear family. And the many toxic gold-digging women who are choosing money over their marriage and families. Now, I actually saw a lot of women take to this tweet in a way I didn't expect, to where they actually understood the perspective of a man who may look at this type of situation and go, not necessarily because of women, but because of the system. I'm not certain what the benefits are to being married as a man. And we have talked about this in the past, but I'm curious as to what you heard when you listened to a former baseball player who did admit to infidelity on his wife, but is also speaking to the struggles that he's now facing because of the marriage that he once had with this woman. What I heard is that 83% of women are the first to file for divorce because dudes don't know how to keep it in their pants and they keep cheating on women. And women, they expect women to accept it, especially if you're a baseball player. So, damn, I fucked up and then you divorced me and then now I'm stuck in this position where I have to give you all my money because I cheated on you and See, I didn't have a fucking period nap. Katie, I don't what, like that, that you do that. I don't like <laughs> no, that you do that. No, 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 because I, no, I get it. And that's I, what I just heard. I get it. But and I feel like there, like there are going to be a lot of women who hear it that way. Yes. So then 
if that's the case, and I'm not even going to try to fight it, if that's what we're running with, right? If a man is going to feel like, okay, I have all this money, I'm in this position, I'm a baseball player, I'm doing all these things, I'm going to have temptations. Don't you, get married. You, okay, so then, okay, so when men start saying, I don't want to get married anymore. Then don't, bro. I once remember a man asking a woman, why did you, why did you, because he didn't want to marry her. Okay. He didn't want to marry her because of her past. Okay. You done did all of that that you done did and you ain't married nobody. Why you want me to marry you? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, when I did that, I didn't know I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. When I did that, I didn't know I was going to be judged for it. Blase, blase. When I did that, I didn't know that these things were going to happen. And it right. was acceptable. Mm-hmm. So why when he says, when I got married, I didn't know I was going to cheat? It's so... Di- he, <laughs> he may not have... See, you laugh at that, but he really no. didn't know. He didn't know. Okay. He may not have known. I think but, that it's but a... But you did it. I'll give you a, a perfect example of what I'm trying to say. Stephen A. Smith said this on his show. I'm 55 years old. I've never been married, and I'm happy about it. Now, one could easily surmise that a past rife with some degree of promiscuity, dare I say, contributed to my desire to to be single. But that is not the reason I am not upset about being single, Jeezy. How he filed for divorce from his wife, Jeannie Mai, after only two years of marriage. Former friends are saying she's after his money. I hope the shade room is watching. Because, I, 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 you know, my nephew tipped me off to that site and I see some of the things y'all talk about. Oh, y'all welcome on the Stephen A. Smith Show. Please come. If Kevin Costner's monthly child supports enables the children to maintain the quality of life he once provided, why should he have to pay extra so the wife that he's no longer with gets to maintain her quality of life. Y'all ain't together. So, basically, if we come together, now, I ain't speaking about me. I'm just speaking about how other people feel because I don't see where the, the benefit is to get married, especially if you are the main breadwinner. I don't see it. it. For man or woman, I just don't see it because of the way, like he said, I saw his issue with the court system mm-hmm. when I read that. Mm-hmm. And we saw different things, and that's what we pardoned for, right? Mm-hmm. I think the majority of women are going to see... You cheated, fuck you, give me the money. I ain't see that from him. Now, I guess you're right to a certain extent. If he knew he was going to cheat, he shouldn't have got married. But I don't know why these men out here that are rich are getting married and didn't sign a prenup. They probably should have. But why would you even want to get married if you have to sign a prenup? Like, I don't even understand that. Then what I'm marrying her for? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like... If I got to sign a prenup because I think I might cheat on you and I got all this money and you might take half of it and I might lose my whole empire because I might make a mistake and because I really don't know what the future holds, then what would I do any of this for? That's that's the hopeful factor that humans have. Right? That's my question. Not about if the if she and that you see what I'm trying to say. That's the hopeful factor. Right. Because when you marry someone or you get involved with someone, even if it's just boyfriend and girlfriend relationship or whatever, just a relationship, a partnership with someone, you never know what that other person is going to go through or think or how things may change. So you wish for the best and prepare for the worst. If you rich, that is a lot of wishing. And I think that's what happens in these relationships where there's prenups. They're wishing for the best. Yes, I love you and I hope you feel the same, but I'm preparing for if you don't love me the same way I love you. So you think you would, you would marry somebody if you had to sign a prenup? No. Because I don't see the point. No, I always said I'm going to do a Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell way. I don't, okay, so we, don't we, want to do So marriage. let's just pod then because we see this the that. same way, right? But let's just pod for those who think that marriage is a 
beneficial institution for whatever reason they feel like that. Yeah. As the person who has more to lose in this situation, typically it's the man. Mm -hmm. But if it is the woman, I, my, my opinion doesn't change on it. Mm -hmm. If we're not preparing for marriage anymore, right? Because nowadays we live in a world where no one is truly preparing for marriage. We're all doing exactly what we just spoke about. Just giving people a chance. Yeah. And you do that shit until you meet someone that you go, oh, I'll marry them. Mm -hmm. So it ain't like marriage is built off of this whole, I'm waiting my whole life for my special person. No. It's rare. It's like everybody just out here shooting a shot until they get right. So if that's the way we're living now, which is fine, then why, if you're the person in the situation, like him, who got all that, right? Because it go both ways. You got men who are going to have that level of money and are not going to be faithful. And you also have women who are just looking to be with somebody who has that amount of money because they're trying to get to the bag. It goes both ways. Everybody got to protect themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Why in the fuck would you get married today? If you're successful, if you got something going for yourself. Because if you got to sign a prenup and you got to make sure that you cover your bases and you got to have your mom, you got to sign things up on your mother's name so that if it go bad, she can't get the money. All your these things we starting to see. Yo, marriage is starting to make less and less sense to me every day. No one thinks about that. Like I told you, it goes back to That's the, the youth. That's the problem. Uh -huh. We are brainwashed, especially as women. We are brainwashed. When we watch Disney movies and the princess, she always finds her fucking prince. She is supposed to be with her prince and live happily ever after and get married. Women at a young age start planning their wedding. It's because we're fucking brainwashed by society and we're taught that you're supposed to grow up and find the perfect person for you and then you get married and live happily ever after. It's how society is teaching us how to be as humans that we cannot break. I can say I do not want to be married. I'd rather live the Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell life. However, if I come across a woman who her whole life dream was to be married, I would do it for her even though I don't want to do it. Okay, so even with that being said, though, in his particular situation, if two people get married, one person has this, the other person has that. One person comes into the situation with $10 million, The other person comes into the situation with $10,000. Mm -hmm. And the person with $10 million cheats. You believe that the person with 10000 should now be entitled to half of that person's money because they decided to sleep with somebody else during their marriage? No, based off how they lived as a relationship, right? If they lived where she, that person with 10000 was still working, then no. Okay, now we're making a little more sense here in that we don't know her situation. Yeah. We don't know. And he said she wasn't perfect either. So we don't know. But look how quick it becomes. Oh, he had money. He cheated. Take everything. But I think it's also a lot of people feel like when someone's done them wrong, you owe me now. Of course. Everybody feels that way. And I think that's that scenario right there is you've done me wrong. Now you owe me no matter what I came with. You. But owe the me. court only cares about when women feel that way. Uh, court don't give a shit about when a man feels that And they that way. shouldn't. And that's the thing. They shouldn't. They shouldn't care about when a man is hurt? No, I'm saying they shouldn't only care about when a woman. Oh. They should care both ways. Don't go that way, though. I know. Which is why I Same actually... Same custody battles and stuff like that. I know. Only reason I read it that way is because I felt like he did take accountability. Mm -hmm. He did speak to, hey, if you a guy that ain't never been a professional baseball player in the league 13 years and had the kind of temptation I had, leave me alone. <laughs> Most people haven't felt... Kind of that kind of temptation. Had. Everybody has you temptation laughing. everywhere. No, not, that no, part, no, that's that not part true, is Katie. funny. That's not true. You really think that... Everybody the, can fucking cheat. Not that kind of temptation. Everybody can fucking cheat. I agree with that, but you think the level of temptation, temptation is the same? And now that's bullshit. Bullshit. No, it's not. Katie, don't do There's that. There's hoes out here every day, B. Not For regular same. dudes, for any middle class Katie, dudes. Katie, I can tell you some stories. Rich dudes. No, it's not the same. I'm telling you. The quality... 
Oh, and quality. quantity. Why? Oh, <laughs> Maybe it's the not, quality matters. I am not trying to make because you're gonna make it seem like I'm making excuses now. I just know that if Baby Boy was out here cheating, come on now. It's not the same, though. It's not the same, but everybody cheats, no matter your status. Every guy. I don't agree with that. I feel like there's I guys. I really do think not every guy. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying every options man cheats. Options play a part. I believe I that. I'm not saying every man cheats. That's not what I want to say. Not every man cheats, but I'm saying men of different statuses, they cheat no matter what. No matter if he has a high-quality woman. I don't believe that. Why not? I just don't believe that. I, I believe that people who are going to cheat are going to cheat. Yes, that yes. I believe, no matter what. But I don't think that there's no difference I can't speak for women because women cheat for different reasons. And we always act like women don't cheat, but women cheat a lot. Yes, they do. And so do men. So I hate that it's a gender thing, but I do believe I don't. For men, your options do play a bit of a part in the percentage of you cheating. Okay. To say that an NBA, che- uh, NBA player cheats at the same rate as somebody who works a nine to five. Is 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 a wild statement to me, Katie. You really don't think there's no difference? No, I think a man who's going to cheat, a man who has a ninety five, is going to cheat the same way a man who's no! like the status. The only difference is type of women that are around him. That matters. But they're still going to cheat. That's all no, I'm saying. No, it's not true. You, oh, it's my. easier to. They're to, still It's cheating. easier to fight off Chelsea from the local bar than it is Bernice and him from Instagram. Okay. It is. All right, I'm going to let you do it. I'm you're telling a you as a man. I know, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm telling you this as a man. That's what I'm saying, okay. You really don't okay. see that, though. No. That's I'm interesting okay. to me. Okay. You don't think a woman is a okay. little more inclined to talk to a man that has money and stature and power than another guy? Absolutely. Obviously, right? That's obvious. If you go over to the men's side of it, he's more likely to cheat if he has more women around him that are bad. If you say so. Well, let it go. Let it go. I'm letting go. All right, fine. But we both agree on the institution of marriage today. Yes. All right. This might be the one. <laughs> this might be the one that breaks up the pod. <laughs> it's about that time for stupid joke of the week. Now, there's a thin line. Between love and hate. <laughs> and, and stupid and genius. Okay. Because... Katie, myself, and one of my best friends, my sister, Janae, were in the building. Hey. And, well, I said a joke that we laughed at for 20 minutes. Oh, the cucumber. The... No. Oh, oh. No, there was a woman named June. <laughs> <laughs> who lied. June. She lied. <laughs> and I asked Katie about June. I said, what happened with June? And Katie said, nah, yo, she's lying. And then naturally I said, what, June, why would you lie? (laughs) (laughs) To this day, it's still funny. It's still funny. June, why why would would you lie? (laughs) In September. June, lie. Okay, it's a top five joke for me. July to me. Come on, It is. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Hey, yo, it's time for question of the week. I was thinking this to myself. Why do grown people, seriously, have such a difficult time, when you think about it, admitting that they're wrong? Pride. Like, I have seen friendships, brotherhoods, Mm -hmm. sisterhoods, fail, tarnish. I'm talking about some of the best friendships. Mm -hmm. Because one person can't simply say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I called one of my good friends, called one of my brothers, and I was like, yo, I really genuinely can't imagine, even if I felt like I wasn't wrong in my heart, but he told me, Mo, you hurt hurt me, bro, and this is how I feel. And I told him, I can't imagine I would let all we've built, all we've done, all we've gone through go to shit simply because I have too much pride to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to hurt you. Why is that a thing? Like, why do grown people let relationships suffer, friendships suffer? Because they just can't simply accept that they're wrong about some shit. Like, they got some type of ticker in their head that keeps track of when they're wrong in life, and they want to be the Floyd Mayweather of life to where they're undefeated and have never been wrong. Yes. Why is that a thing? Yes, that's exactly it. That's it's- it? Really? I know, well, from my personal experience, anytime that I've had to admit that I'm wrong, it hurts. I'm like, oh, damn, Katie, you're human. Like, it's it's something that is in me where I, it took a while for me to actually accept it and feel better about it. Mm-hmm. But when I first had to admit that I was wrong for something or apologize, because my mom said, if anything, always apologize with a genuine apology. She said, never give a half-ass apology for anything that you've done. Always genuinely apologize. And so when I was facing those situations where I I did something wrong and I was not trying to accept it, the words just was hard to come out. I apologize. That mm. was just hard at that time for me to accept because I wanted to be that perfect person. I I never wanted to think that I was wrong because you didn't want to accept the fact that you were imperfect. How can I be wrong? Mm. You know, mm. I did, and that's why I think what I said is it's the pride of I could never be wrong. Psh, I have the best mentality than anybody, and so when you don't want to accept that, and you don't want to look at yourself as a human being who does right and wrong, mm-hmm. you don't want to accept when you're wrong, and for that, it makes it harder for someone to apologize. But when you accept, hey, we all have flaws, we're all the same, and even if I may have intended what I said in a different way or whatever, it can it can affect someone in a different way that than what I intended. You have to apologize. And I think that takes a certain level of maturity to say, hey, uh, I was wrong, and just walk away from it and learn from it. That makes sense. And, I, and you're right in the, in the maturation aspect of it because when I was younger, it was difficult for me as well. I remember being young and... I'm never wrong. You kind of have that mentality. You don't even realize you have it, right? But the older you get, I think the more you should realize. You should evolve and understand that pride is just never worth Mm -hmm. losing anything worth having. Mm -mm. Never. We're all going to be wrong. No human is undefeated at being right or wrong. Like, not one. That's not a thing. And I just, I hate that so many people suffer from that Mm -hmm. because it's such a waste. 
of time, of life, of friendships, of all the things to let all of that die and fail simply because you just can't say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be difficult to say I'm sorry to someone you love. It shouldn't be. To someone you have hurt, who has your best interest, who has your back, who would kill or die for you. No matter what. No matter what. And you can't say, yeah, I fucked that one up. Mm-hmm. That just, it blows my mind that that's so hard for some people to do. Mm-hmm. I would be so quick to apologize for some of the relationships that I have, even if I felt I wasn't wrong. In fact, I've been there. There have been times. And I'm certain at work in situations like that, we've all been in situations where you know damn well you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. But you got to apologize. Right? You got to, eh, all right. But we can't do that in life with the people who really hold us down and have our backs and it ain't for a paycheck. It's just because this is really how I feel. And you'll let that die 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, however many years of friendship, of love, of loyalty. Okay. You'll let it die. Mm-hmm. Because it's just too much for you to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. I don't understand that. I don't either. And I feel like whomever you may be, if you need to hear this, hey man, say sorry to that person, yo. You might have been wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's always something to gain from being wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned as I've gotten older. There's never anything to gain from being right. If you was right, then what'd you learn? Right. Nothing. But when you're wrong, you grow. Mm-hmm. I actually look forward to being wrong now. I used to hate it. Now I'm like, oh, shit, I was wrong. I learned something. Look at me. Just got doper. Oops, my bad. Let's be friends still. Right? It's that simple. I don't get it. And I think it's foolish. It is. Yo, Mo, Katie, it's time for Tweet of the Week. Tweet, 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 tweet. Tweet, tweet. I got two of them. Ooh. First one is I saw a Tory Lane's tweet mm-hmm. that showed him with his toupee. Mm-hmm. And last week we said he did it based off of his mugshot. Yep. And I want you to read what you see somebody said about him going to prison, Katie, in this tweet right here. You see it? What they said about him going to prison. That's the price he has to pay? Where it disappeared. <laughs> You don't get it. Oh, <laughs> that's the price he has to pay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Why they okay, did that? You get it? That's it's funny. It's a slow one. No, that's, funny. that's funny as fuck. Why they yeah. did that? <laughs> All right, it was that one, and it was another tweet I saw. <laughs> to pay. <laughs> Yo, Twitter's stupid. And I'm not calling it an ex. I'm not. No, never. No, I'm not. I'm calling never, it Twitter. Never. I saw another one. You see my man right here? Yes. It say, in 2016, a 70-year-old man robbed a bank in Kansas and sat in the lobby waiting for the police to arrive, claiming he'd rather live in jail than with his wife. Oh. He may rather be locked up than home. Damn. That's why he robbed a bank. Can you imagine? No. See? That's what happens when you just give people a chance. Why could he, <laughs> why could he just get a divorce? No, look. But this is the worst part. Wait, right, hey, right, look. Right, okay. He was arrested and sentenced to six months of house arrest. Oh, damn. <laughs> Actually, my man. Yo, he got to go back. You ain't do nothing big. No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what if the jury was all women? It was like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, we know where your real prison is. <laughs> now you're going right back home. Don't worry about it, big dog. Six months with her ass. Oh, I can't <sighs> imagine what his next crime was. It's time for the Sicko Award. 
Let's see who was nasty this week. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. Sick award is going to my man Chris Brown. What do you do? That man has been hit with a $2 million lawsuit over an unpaid Popeye's chicken loan. There's no way. You see it. Who's getting a loan from Popeye's? That makes no sense. The caption reads, $2 million in chicken debt is some power <laughs> tree. <laughs> no. He thought he could run it. Wait, with some chicken? Oh, boy. Kenny, why are you fucking them wings up like that? So Mad no, breast. No. Why are you... <laughs> Like, There's no way. How does how does, two million? How does that even happen? But you ain't never been to Popeye. I have, but two million. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta pay on site. What you mean, bro? If I got thirty million. All right. Two of that shit going right to the drive through. You hear me? <laughs> I understand it. Why not? Some of these other dudes getting caught with jewelry, mm-hmm. watches, chains. Yeah. It was thighs. Okay. Chris. All right. Leave him alone. That's okay. nasty. That's terrible. <laughs> that boy down bad. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. I was thinking about this Lizzo situation. Trying to figure out how I feel about Lizzo. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. You know why, Katie? Why? Because I'm not there. And I realize that. Mm-hmm. And the more I find myself in the public light, and the more you are forced to deal with being the victim of rumors and allegations, you realize that you simply just can't trust anyone when you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Part of me wanted to believe if this many people are saying bad things, then it must be true. Other part of me wanted to believe that there are a lot of people around her that are saying good things as well. Mm-hmm. I saw her cry at accepting something. And I just simply wasn't sure how to feel. And I did what I always do whenever I look at someone else's life and try to figure out how to feel about it, which is not often because I think that's a weird thing to do. I thought about my own. And I was watching some sports stuff and I heard Shannon Sharp say that his grandmother once told him, don't ever chase a lie. And it reminded me of you. Mm-hmm. Because anytime I've ever felt the need to come onto this platform and defend myself, you have always told me, why? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? It's not necessary. It's irrelevant. Why would you do that? We know you. We love you. Don't ever chase a lie. Because why would you address it if it's not true? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold true to that. That quote came right on time. I won't chase the lie. I will absolutely not chase the lie. What I will do is speak to something that bothers me inside in hopes that it will resonate with someone else who needs to hear it, which is the same thing that I do every week. Okay. I'm at a point, Katie, where I may need you to help me, and I'm going to be as honest, as genuine, and as vulnerable as I ever have on this podcast before. I don't know when you're supposed to help people. Mm. I don't know when you're supposed to trust. I don't know when you're supposed to love. I don't know when you're supposed to open up. And I do remember being the person who looked at successful people, really successful people, 
who kind of seem to keep to themselves. And in my journey, which we spoke about in the beginning, it's an uphill battle. And on that rise, I came across a lot of very successful people who didn't necessarily extend their hand to help me up that hill. Mm-hmm. I used to always feel like, damn, why? You see the talent. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're, you have a vision. Right. Someone said to me the other day, look at what you had to go through to get to where you are. Look at what you had to face. Just look at it. All of the shit behind the scenes that only you truly know about. Look at it. Did you think you was going to have to go through all of that to get here? Hell no. Well, imagine what the next 10 years look like. Imagine what somebody who else, who is in even bigger position, more success. Imagine what they had to go through. Why do you think they act that way? And it hit me. I started reflecting, Katie. I started looking back on some things. On moments in life when I genuinely, genuinely thought I was doing something good for somebody. Mm. I thought, I'm putting you in position to do better for yourself. To make a name for yourself. To build a brand for yourself. Extending my hand with what I've already built to help you up that hill. Mm-hmm. Because I just thought that's what you do. When you get a little bit tired on that hill and you see somebody down there struggling, you reach back and say, I got you, bro, because I needed somebody to do that for me. And even though they didn't, I'm going to do it for you. I thought that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Especially when they look like you. When they remind you of you. When you can see the same or similar struggles in them that you once had to face. But unfortunately, what I've learned is a lot of the time when you do that, when you reach your hand down that hill and you say, I got you, young blood. They use you. They use you to get to the point of the hill where you are, because in their mind, even though. You know that the taxi dropped them off on that hill a lot further than when you started. You know that. You know the bottom of your hill is a lot different than the bottom of theirs. Mm -hmm. They think that once you extend that hand, we hand in hand now. We neck in neck. I'm you. Well, you can fool yourself, but you can't fool the universe. You didn't earn that. So when you put them in position and you do reach out to help, they'll use you in every way they can. And sometime along the way, you get disrespected. I've had people whom I've literally tried to help disrespect me in my face by calling me names, calling me names behind my back, taking shots at my sisters to the point where they don't even want to tell me what was said because it was so disrespectful. I've had some of these people that I've tried to help disrespect me by getting on stages and being up there for 40 minutes when I asked them to do five. We all know these things. These are not taking shots at anybody. These are just facts. I've had people do these things to me. And then when it doesn't work out because of their actions, somehow I become the point of attack in the situation. Mm -hmm. When, When I look back and reflect, I can't find any point of time where I, one, didn't try to help And two, didn't have to actually swallow some shit that I didn't want to pause because I felt like 
that's going to go another way if I actually address that. And so I have to deal with it and still be a professional in the end. But for some reason, Katie, that always comes back to bite me in the ass. But I never want to be the person who allows these experiences to make me become the person that 10 years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, when, I have a, when I'm even in an even better position, I now become the person that I once saw on the hill who didn't want to extend his hand anymore. And we live in this world where if you're Lizzo, you can't speak to every single individual who wants to be a fan of yours but is not exactly sure how to feel about you or your character. So unfortunately, a lot of people got to take the word of somebody when a lot of the times that word is only built upon somebody who was not willing to take accountability and is projecting because they're the star in their own movie. And it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. Can't win all these battles. Right. So with that in mind and with that being said, I genuinely don't ever want to become the person who feels like, yo, I just realized that unfortunately when you get in position, you can't reach your hand down anymore. Right. What do you do? You trust your gut, right? And it's easier to be like, well, how can I trust my gut? Because this person I thought, it's the same with relationships. When you've been burned a couple times, you're not going to just be like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go out there and go on a dating scene again. You're going to dust yourself off and try again. Same with helping people. You trust your guts and you feel it out. And if it doesn't happen, unfortunately, you so what? You unfortunately helped the wrong person. Don't let that make you jaded for help from helping someone else in the future who actually will need it. You just have to trust your instincts and shit like this. And you'll never you're never going to know someone's true intentions because everyone's going to put their best foot forward when they first meet you. This is life. What is with this? I don't even know if it's new, so let me not say that. But these people who will say one thing on the phone and one thing behind the scenes and in, in front of the camera, it's a whole different thing. Like, I'm not from that cloth. What is that? I don't know. It's people. That's just how people move? That's A lot of people move like that. That's not, like, I, I get what you're saying. It's not new. It, it's not new. It's something that's always happened since the beginning of time. Why don't never say it in your Cain face? Cain and Abel. Come on now. Yeah, why ain't you say it in his face? Nobody's going to say it in their face. Nobody, that's not how people move. It just is I move. You. You are you. And they are them. But I hate that the people who are like me, who are going to keep it a buck, who are going to keep it honest, who are going to keep it genuine, who are going to keep it real, who are going to always keep it funky, we get the bad rep as being the bad person. You're not always going to get that. Mm-hmm. So suck it up, buttercup. Uh-uh. You're not always going to get that, so don't live in that. That's the thing. For you, you have to not. You have to choose not to live in that. You have to be like, all right, so what? Someone screwed me over. Someone said this. Someone said that about me. That's not who I am, and that's not how I'm ever going to move in the future. So fuck them and fuck they, and I'm going to keep doing what I do. That's it. Why do people look for advice or call people for advice when they're in life crisis, tears? Why would you call somebody for advice that you're running around talking badly about? I'm playing both of the fields. You know what I can take from you and what I can take from them. That's it. I'm using you. Why I'm would you be? You dry. Uh, see, it, uh, everybody's using everybody. In some way or another. Do you feel like if you use somebody, you can be mad that they didn't promote something? No. So what are you mad about? 
People just be mad about stuff. It is what it is. I, there's no rhyme or reason to this shit. We talk about this all the time. Katie, but no, I rhyme and I always need a reason. No, you do not. I'm a rapper who needs a reason. No, I be rhyming. Not you know everybody that. is going to give you a reason to the shit they do. The shit they do is the shit they do. Only thing that you can worry about and focus on is you being you and making you a better person and making sure that you are a good person. Fuck everybody else. You see why I'm such an introvert? Yeah, I know. You see why I don't want to come outside? I know. But fuck them. Fuck them. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Fuck them. <laughs> All right. You're right. And that leads me to the quote of the week. I wrote this on Twitter this week. This quote is directly from me. No one else. And I feel like it says it all. Because it's true. And it's just simply dedicated to a lot of my experiences the last few years of my life. I have learned you can fool the people. You can even fool yourself. But you can't fool the universe. Period. Oh, yeah. Don't don't put the Kool-Aid hey, man okay. on the end of such a proficient quote. Like, that was, come on, Katie, don't you? <laughs> oh, was, I don't know if it's the Kool-Aid man or MLK fucking. I don't know. <laughs> It's the same sound when it comes to Katie, so I don't know. But I say that to say, if you're from, or if you're coming from a standpoint of the outside looking in, trying to figure out what's what, who's who, and you don't know where to look or how to look, simply look at what the universe is doing for people. Look at the positions that people are in. Look at how the universe is reacting to what they're manifesting and what they're putting into the universe, because that is is the one thing you cannot fool. You can lie to the people. You can lie to yourself. You can lie to your family. You cannot lie to the universe. You will eventually have to actually face the man in the mirror. Shout out to Michael Jackson. I love y'all. I'm here for y'all. And I ain't never going to be a coward, going to be fake, going to be a liar, going to be none of that. Katie, take him home. Next week, bitches.
What's up, y'all? It's Key Will Voice, the official voice of In The Moment Podcast. And we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. See you next week.